Howdy, 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 and welcome to Thriving in the Transition, the podcast. Episode 4. We're officially a thing now, right? I think that's the case. We're a thing. This is episode 4. I'm not going anywhere. Don't keep our relationship a guilty pleasure, though. I want to meet your parents. I want to meet your friends. I want to come over for Sunday dinner. I want to go to your little cousin's fifth grade play. Make me a part of the family. Don't keep our thing in the dark. Bring it into the light. Anything kept in the dark will come to the light. So consider doing that. Connecting with you is absolutely amazing. So yay me, yay you, and yay us. I know you heard that last week and the week before, but I'm going to make it part of our thing. It's, it's a tradition now. We're, we're stuck with it. As we continue to grow and broaden our audience, give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow us. Give us positive comments. Give us negative comments if that's really what you feel, but everyone wants the positive comments. Give us feedback. Like us. Give us a thumbs up. Ask questions. What do you want to hear? What's your response to what I talk about on this podcast? Let us know. Simply put, please connect and engage with us. I, I implore you, do that. We're now up and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and of course, Anchor FM. If I didn't call the place that you normally listen to your podcast, search for us wherever you choose to listen to your podcast, Thriving in the Transition. I'm pretty sure you'll find us. The, the odds are in our favor. Why am I doing this? Well, life simply wasn't busy enough with a full-time job, a side gig, a wife, and three active and healthy boys at home. Why not throw a podcast in the mix? Right. At least that's what was going on in my head. And that may not be exactly how things worked out, but that's kind of where I wound up. And that's what I'm going to go with. It is, however, because of my family and other success in life that I am able to do what I do. And I'm very, very appreciative of that. I absolutely believe that part of my purpose in this life is to connect with others and bring folks together. I want to highlight and exemplify the fact that we do have more in common than we do in difference. Yes, the differences are much easier to, to identify. They're out front. They're on the surface. They're on our resumes. They're on our social media platforms. They're in our photographs. They're in our audio recordings. But discovering and appreciating the differences is so much more fun. So, yeah, that's partly why I'm doing this. The other part, or the rest of the story, is that I want to shine a light on those slightly enigmatic, charismatic, and inspirational people and their stories about thriving in times of transition. I'm in the process of lining up some great people to talk to you about their experiences so you get those other experiences. Yeah, I talked about that last week, and we're closer. It's going to happen, folks. Just wait for it. Keep coming back and checking out the podcast to make sure that you're there when it does happen. For now, you got me for yet another episode, but this episode is going to be so much fun. In fact, this episode is inspired by a conversation I had with a good friend of mine. Shout out to Lori Mulligan. Hey, can't wait to have you on the show. I definitely plan to have her on the show. She'll fill you in on the broader topic that we talked about which was around self-love and self-care. However, that provided the opportunity for me to expand a little bit upon a couple questions that I posted on my Instagram account a couple weeks ago, still related to that concept of self-love and self-care. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can do so by searching at logic underscore coach. That's L-O-G-I-Q underscore coach. And you can see what I'm talking about in the feed there, as well as some of the original photography that I do and tend to put all over my social media. Anyway, that question that I asked, it was something along the lines of, what if your favorite love song was about you loving yourself? What would that mean to you and what impact would that have in or on your life? So that's what we're going to talk about today. 
love songs. Everybody's favorite topic. I don't care who you are, what walk of life, your background, nationality, original language, any of that. We all love music, in particular love songs. And what we can learn from love songs when applied to ourselves versus someone else. That's our topic today. I hope you see what I consider the obvious relevance to self-love and thriving in the transition. Transitions are scary. They're new. The familiar is replaced by the unfamiliar or the brand new. It usually takes a lot more energy, mental and physical, to really thrive during a transition. But guess what? Love of self is usually the first thing that goes during a transition. Back in episode two, we talked about safety and Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Self-love is absolutely part of that equation and is essential to get to the top of Maslow's pyramid. In my observation and experience, self-love quickly turns into self-loathing, blame, and a predictable, vicious cycle that keeps you from moving forward. Which, if you remember, not moving forward is the first and only sign that safety has been compromised. Go back, play episode two of Thriving in the Transition. You'll get all the blanks filled in for what I'm talking about there. Simply stated, you gotta love yourself. You gotta give yourself some credit. Cut yourself some slack. You are amazing, you are beautiful, and you are powerful. And I believe in you even when you don't. That's why I do what I do. That's what I want to bring to the world. That's where love songs come in. Love songs are the ultimate show of love, perseverance, sacrifice, forgiveness, hope, passion, and dedication because they remind us all of what is possible and why we got into that relationship in the first place. And of course, the relationship I'm talking about right now is the relationship to self. Why are you doing what you are doing? Why does it matter to you? How does that play into your future? And to be clear, it's that relationship to self, the relationship to ourselves, self-love. That's where the power is. And no, not the kind of self-love that leaves your socks crusty or your room covered in tissues. You follow me? I hope you do, because this is some really, really good stuff, if I do say so myself. And simply put, well, I do. Like I said, self-confidence isn't an issue for me, but this one isn't about me. I could probably make it about me, but that's, that's not my point. That's not where I want to go. I want to get back to love songs. Love songs come in every genre of music possible, from country to hip-hop to R&B to soul, classic rock, and everything in between. The point here, and I hope you take this point, there's absolutely more in common than in different. If love songs come in all those genres, all those styles, is accessible to everyone, then that's something that we've got in common. And that's what I want to play with right now. As I was thinking about love songs and where they came from and their role in our lives, in particular my life, I got curious. What was the world's first love song? Have you ever thought about this or is it just me? I I know I'm a bit of a geek and I've admitted that openly. Where did the first love song come from? So with that question in mind, like, many of you, when I've got a question, I Googled it. The answer that I found, it's called The Love Song of Shu Sin, uh, written about 2000 BC. Uh, It's a love song slash poem, and it was discovered during archaeological digs in the Mesopotamia area. Historians and archaeologists believe that the song isn't simply a song. It's more than that but part of a sacred rite performed each year known as the sacred marriage. What a great way to base the the first love song, right? In something called the sacred marriage. During the sacred marriage, the king 
would symbolically marry, in this case, the goddess Inanna, mate with her, and ensure fertility and prosperity for the coming year. Now, of course, he didn't actually marry the actual goddess. It was one of her priestesses at the time that he would symbolically marry, mate with, etc., etc. But Shusen reigned as king of the city of Ur from right around 1972 to 1964 BC. So don't go thinking back in the 60s and 70s, uh, Shusen was rocking things with this particular rite. This was BC before Christ. And when you look at some of the scholarly articles, that date, those dates can range a little bit. Some folks say the short version, what we know is that 1972 to 1964 BC. Other folks push it as far back as 2037 to 29 BC. But it's, it's not about those dates. We know it was a long, long time ago is the point that I'm trying to make here. The poem is dated earlier than anything that we are aware of, right? Which is why this, this popped up. A little bit more about Shu Sen. He was the younger son of Shulgi of Ur, that same city. So he inherited his father's job. Think of it that his father was an entrepreneur. He brought the son into the family business. Right? That's how that worked. Shulgi of Ur was the last great king of Ur III. And that period was sometime 2047 to 1750 B.C. Smarter people than me did all the research here. Stephen Bertman was one of them. And beside that poem, Shusin was the male lead of a series of erotic poems in Akkadian written in dialogue form. What's that mean? Right. So Shusin was basically a huge inspiration for songs and poems and songwriting. So he wasn't a one hit wonder is what I'm getting at. Shusin had a string of hits. Uh, if you will, in the love song genre. Now, I've got the great pleasure and maybe at best uneasy honor to read you the lyrics of the world's first love song, the love song of Shusen. Now, I didn't translate this. I didn't go anywhere and break out my Mesopotamian to English handbook. I, I probably should have just to verify things. The translation I'm going to read is from Samuel Noah Kramer's work, called History Begins at Sumer, right? The history begins at Sumer. So this is how this great love song, the first one that we can find right now with our records, the love song for Susin. The lyrics go something like, Bridegroom, dear to my heart, goodly is your beauty, honey sweet. Lion, dear to my heart, goodly is your beauty, honey sweet. The lyrics are catchy already. You have captivated me. Let me stand trembling before you, bridegroom. I would be taken by you to the bedchamber. You have captivated me. Let me stand trembling before you, lion. I would be taken by you to the bedchamber. Bridegroom, let me caress you. My precious caress is more savory than honey. In the bedchamber, honey-filled, let me enjoy your goodly beauty. Lion, let me caress you. My precious caress is more savory than honey. Bridegroom, you have taken your pleasure of me. Tell my mother she will give you delicacies. My father will give you gifts. Your spirit, I know where to cheer your spirit. Bridegroom, sleep in our house until dawn. Your heart, I know where to gladden your heart. Lion, Sleep in our house until dawn. You, because you love me, give me prey of your caresses. My Lord God, my Lord protector, my shoe sin, who glads and kneels heart, give my prey of your caresses. Your place goodly as honey, pray lay your hand on it. Bring your hand over the gishban garment. Cup your hand over it like a gishban sicken garment. It is Baal song of Inanna. All right. I probably didn't do that any justice, but you get the point here. And I wasn't about to dare to sing it. I think I tried singing something in episode one and that backfired. So we're not going to go back there. Takeaway one, 
They were a little freaky in Mesopotamia, weren't they? Uh, I wouldn't put this in my Spotify playlist anytime, but I get the sentiment that I still hear today in present-day love songs. Love songs are typically designed or meant to woo, to beguile, to express emotion, to recover from heartbreak, or to communicate the depth to which one would go for the intended listener. Yes, I, I get that there are probably other purposes for love songs, but I contend that these are still among some of the top ones and some of the most popular ones. That being said, that being said, why can't these love songs be used to uplift, support, nurture, and empower the self? That's my assertion. That's what this whole episode is about. If you used a love song as support, as motivation, and encouragement during your transition, you'd get a lot closer to thriving. You definitely have much more fun. You definitely have a better experience. Yes, all my assertion, but I'm giving that to you as evidence. In fact, I'm going to go one step further. If you fully live out the love represented in your favorite love song for yourself, there's absolutely no way you could fail. There you ha I said it. I'm not going to take it back. I'll be steadfast in this one. If you gave yourself the love, the respect, the admiration, the support, the understanding, the forgiveness that's represented in your favorite love song, you can't fail. I'm willing to put anything on that. Now, I know there's some of you that are a little more skeptical than that. And now you're dizzy with all the possibilities. Right now, you're probably thinking of a variety of love songs to see if my bold claim would actually hold true, if what I say would actually stand a chance. Please do so. I welcome it. Right now, think of your favorite love song. What if that was about you? Is my claim remotely feasible? To be honest, I had the same thoughts, hence me doing a podcast on the topic. Would this actually work? Hence that Instagram post. Could this be a thing? I'm going to say yes. Yes, it is. What I really want is to help us all out. I'm going to share some examples when we get back from a little break. Hang on. We'll be right back. Intro and outro music by Genesis 7. You can listen to more of his music on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, or wherever you stream your music. Just search for Genesis 7. That is G-E-N-E-S-I-S, -E and then the number 7 directly behind it. If you're interested in purchasing music from him, shoot him a note on the contact form on his website at Genesis7Productions.com. All right. Welcome back, folks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us after that break. Before break, I made this bold and crazy claim that if you were to give yourself the love and respect that we talk about in your favorite love song, that thriving in the transition would be easier. I also made the very bold claim that I guarantee you'd be successful if you did. Now, I want to do a little bit of analysis by way of introducing to you the top five love songs that if applied to ourselves during a transition would help us to thrive. Yeah, okay, I know I got to come up with shorter titles for these top five lists, but work with me. I, I'm doing all that I can. I just want it to be clear. As a master trainer, you need to be with me on this. If I wasn't clear in how I named this thing, you'd have no idea what I'm talking about. So we're talking about the top five love songs that if applied to ourselves during a transition would help us to thrive. You ready for this? This is going to be fun. I've been looking forward to this for a couple of days. Here we go. We're going to start with number five. Number five, I got to go with my guy, Brian Adams. I'm a child of the 80s. 
you haven't lived until you really listen to the lyrics of everything I can do. I do it for you by Brian Adams. So that's my number five pick. If we did what was in this song for ourselves, if we believed about ourselves this way, oh my gosh, if everything we did was for ourselves and for our health, our well-being, our progress, our development as people, we would just be on a planet of unstoppable people. I wish I could play the clip. I don't own the rights, and I'm not going to go that route. But like the song of Susan, I'm going to give you the lyrics here and highlight a few that just jumped out at me. So we're talking about number five, Everything I Do, I Do For You by Brian Adams. Look into my eyes. You will see what you mean to me. Search your heart. Search your soul. And when you find me there, you'll search no more. I, I should just stop right there. That first verse says it all. Look into your heart. You'll see what you mean to me. How many of us have that heart-to-heart conversation? How many of us know what we mean to ourselves, our impact on us and those around us? Then he goes on to say, search your heart, search your soul. When you find me there, you'll search no more. Oh my gosh, how many of you know someone that's taken a sabbatical or a year off or a month off or whatever, traveled the world to find themselves, right? People do that in order to gain more peace, to gain more alignment, to understand where they want to go in life. Here, Brian Adams is suggesting that in the first verse, when you find me there, you'll search no more. I contend if you found yourself, your passion, your purpose, the mark you wanted to make in life, you wouldn't have to search for anything. You wouldn't have to go anywhere. You would just need to do what you do. Thrive in the transition. But the song's not done. Again, that's the first verse. Don't tell me it's not worth trying for. You can't tell me it's not worth dying for. You know it's true. Everything I do, I do for you. It is absolutely worth it. You have to go for it. You can't be complacent. You can't sit around and hope that something's going to happen. Try for it. Die for it. Give it your all. You know it's true. Brilliant. I want to highlight the third verse. We're, again, there, there are a couple more verses here, and I'm not going to go through all of them. Just want to point out some other things. Look into your heart. You will find... There's nothing there to hide. Take me as I am. Take my life. I would give it all. I would sacrifice. That's power right there. If you decide on a destination, if you set a goal, if you determine your purpose and give it all you've got, you can't not be successful. Yes, there's sacrifice involved. Yes, you have to work for it. Yes, you have to put in the effort. But what Brian suggests is that it's all worth it. And then there's nothing left to hide because you are expressing yourself in full. There's no question. There's no deception. There's no inauthenticity. You are you and you don't care that you're you. And as a result, you're going to go out and kill it. Follow me here. Just incredibly powerful. There are only a couple verses left, so I'll I'll go ahead and finish it for this song. Um, Don't tell me it's not worth fighting for. Uh, I can't help it. There's nothing I want more. You know it's true, everything I do for you. And then the chorus, I think, there's no love like your love and no other could have more love. There's nowhere unless you're there all the time, all the way. Yeah, that was part of the verse, not me ad-libbing. How powerful is that? And I'm super excited. This is number five. We've got four more of these things to go through. How can you not just on the most superior level thrive in a transition if you gave yourself the kind of love that Brian Adams is talking about in the song, everything I do, I do it for you. So number five. What I love, and I I love a lot about this song, but what I love about the song as related to self, this is the type of dedication 
that is pretty much unheard of, not only for self, but even other people, right? Don't get me wrong. This doesn't really even apply to people because no one loves this hard and this strong that we, what Brian Adams is talking about. But what if you did it for yourself? What if everything that you did, you did it for you? Even in doubt, we'd bring ourselves back from the edge. Don't tell me it's not worth fighting for. I need to do this. That's going to get me to the next level. That's going to get me the next great relationship. That's going to get me the next great job. That's going to give me the motivation to continue to move forward. That's going to restore safety for me. What could you do if you loved yourself this much? Think about it. Wherever you clicked on this podcast, answer that question for me. What could you do if you loved yourself this much? Find me on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on wherever. Let me know. I want you to answer that question for me. What could you do if you loved yourself this much? The way that Brian Adams is talking about. All right. We got more show to go. We got more songs to go. That was just number five. We're up to number four, folks. We're up to number four. I went with the classic, or what I consider a classic. My boy Harry Connick Jr., We Are In Love. I love the song. It's upbeat. It's kitschy. It's catchy. And it's Harry Connick Jr. How can you not like the song? But even more so, because we're flipping the context a little bit, now this is about you. In essence, you've dedicated this to yourself. Remember, we're talking about self-love here. We're in love by Harry Connick Jr. Here are the lyrics. I know you so well. I can tell by the sound of your voice if you're really in love with me. And you are. You are. You know I can't lie. If I say to you, baby, I love you, then baby, I love you. And I do. I do. Now, just right there talking about knowing self, being self-confident, even when we doubt, you know that you love yourself. There's that reassurance on that love that we have to have because sometimes life takes it out of us. Trials, tribulations, tests, um, errors, unexpectedness happens. This song covers all of that. Now, I'm going to skip a verse or two. One of the things I want to point out it's one of the last verses. It may be the last verse. Here we go. So when I kiss you goodnight, just sleep tight with the thought that you'll always be caught up in love with me. And you'll dream that the stars up above have the answer of whether we'll be or whether we won't be in love. Well, we are. Yes, we are. So powerful there. Even when you go to sleep, when you lay down at night to dream, you know that you love yourself and you're going to make it through. Then you're going to have these dreams that the stars up above are going to support. One of the things that I, I firmly believe is that the universe absolutely provides. You just have to put it out there. I'd love me some Paulo Coelho, right? Paulo Coelho, Brazilian author, The Alchemist, among other things. In the book, The Alchemist, he has this quote or the saying or this phrase for the main character in The Alchemist. Once you decide on a goal, once you decide on a destination, the universe will conspire to help you succeed. I believe that Harry Connick Jr. is capturing a little bit of that here. Just sleep tight with the thought that you'll always be caught up in love with me and you'll dream that the stars up above have the answer of whether we'll be. To me, he's in essence saying, if you love yourself that much, the stars are going to help you. And when you dream about it, you're going to see dreams of your success. Whether we'll be, whether we'll get what we want. Again, the context here, you've dedicated this song to yourself. This is a love song about you and for you. This one, again, speaks to self-knowledge, self-assurance. We know when we're on the right path, when we're on the wrong path, or when we're punishing ourselves or playing the victim. Harry, I think, gets that at that very first verse. 
I know you so well. I can tell by the sound of your voice if you're really in love with me. I, you know if you're faking it. You know if you're going through the motions. You know if you're self-sabotaging. You know if you're setting yourself up for failure. You know if you're not on mission, on task, not fulfilling your purpose. You know it. It's that thinking feeling in the pit of your stomach that lets you know. But yet, as humans, we've got this great gift that always works against us. We will start to rationalize stuff. We will start to make excuses for stuff. And my assertion, what Harry is doing, saying, no, that excuse is gone because I know you so well. I know myself. You know yourself. Again, this love song is about us. And if you're really in love with me, I know when you're faking it. I can tell by the sound of your voice. That's... I don't know what could be more powerful than that. And I hope that you pick up how excited I am talking about these songs right now. It is completely awesome. And I think there's a whole world of possibility. If you were to love yourself as much as the object or the subject of your favorite love song. Again, there is no way you could or would give up in those thoughts or have myths or have misgivings if this song was dedicated to you, how could you let yourself down with that confident self-assurance of how well you know yourself? That's why that one's number four. Harry Connick Jr., We're in Love, number four. We still got three of these to go, folks. Hang in with me. This, this is only going to get better. Now, some of you may be surprised by this. Most of you won't be. I'm the guy that contends that we've got more in common than we do in difference. That being said, love songs come in all flavors, shapes, sizes, and colors. And I'm hitting all the genres right now. A, a quick place to recap, right? Let's start at the beginning. Brian Adams, Everything I Do, I Do For You, number five. Harry Connick Jr., We're In Love, number four. Now we're going to number three. Number three, I Will Always Love You. By Dolly Parton. I did not go with the Whitney version. The Dolly Parton version, one, a different genre, but two, I think the Dolly version is a little more sad than the Whitney version. Yes, we can debate that all day, and that's not what I want to debate. It's the lyrics that I want to share with you. If you love yourself as much as Dolly describes in I Will Always Love You, Talk about being wrapped in a warm blanket of comfort, knowing that you're always going to love yourself, knowing that you will never let yourself down. Let me get into the lyrics here because I could talk and talk and get all convoluted and distort things, and that's not my intent. My intent is to show, demonstrate, illustrate, bring to you factual examples that we've got more in common than we do in difference. I will always love you, Dolly Parton. If I should stay, I would only be in your way. And so I'll go, but I know I'll think of you every step of the way, and I'll always love you, I'll always love you. Now, on the surface, right, oh, oh my gosh, there's conflict, there's turmoil. How can you be in your own way? Really, people, you've never gotten in your own way when you tried to get something, when you tried to do something? Of course you have. You're human. That's what we do. This song acknowledges that. Saying, hey, I'm going to get in your way. So I'm going to get out of your way so you can be great. But no, I'm not abandoning, abandoning you. Abandoning, just a really hard word to say right now for some odd reason. But know that I'm not abandoning you. I'm going to be with you every step of the way. There's still that reassurance. There's that acknowledgement that we're humans, that we're real, that we get in our own way. And that's right off the bat. To continue, bittersweet memories, that's all I'm taking with me. Goodbye, please don't cry, because we both know that I'm not what you need. I will always love you. I will always love you. Again, loving yourself enough to get out of your own way to know and acknowledge what's not right for you. To know also that you're not alone 
and that you've got these memories. They're bittersweet because, hey, that thing that was comfortable, that thing that kept us in place, that thing that kept us from making progress was comfortable. But I'm going to allow you to move forward. I'm going to allow you to be successful, create what you want and what you need. To me, that's where those bittersweet memories come in. Then Dolly really brings it home and says, I hope life treats you kind. I hope that you have all that you've ever dreamed of. I wish you joy and I wish you happiness. But above all this, I wish you love. And even right now, as I just read these lyrics, Whitney's jumping in my head and this her big, big crescendo. This isn't about Whitney. This is about Dolly. I'm going to read this one again. I hope life treats you kind. I hope that you have all that you ever dreamed of. I wish you joy and I wish you happiness. But above all this, I wish you love. Dolly can just drop the mic as far as I'm concerned. Because when it comes to self-love, loving yourself, caring enough to do what's best for you, that's it. On the surface, if you look at the song as a whole, it seems like it's a breakup song, right? If it was were a couple and someone dedicating it to someone external. You're breaking up. I'm leaving you alone. However, with this context that we're talking about, it being sung to you by you, I find it so incredibly empowering. All those well wishes and the understanding that we can be the biggest barriers to having what we want in our life. That last line, but above all this, I wish you love. Damn. How amazing is that? How often do you have this wish for yourself? What would you be able to accomplish if you had the support that Dolly's talking about in this song? What if you were your own object of this song? Life treating you kind. Having all you ever dreamed of. But above all this, I wish you love. There's that breath again. You know it had to come back this episode. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of love you need. That's the kind of self-love you need to thrive in the transition. No matter what's thrown at you, no matter what obstacles, no matter when you think you are the victim... You've got everything you've dreamed of. You've got nothing but the best wishes, the most well intentions, happiness. But above all this, as great as that stuff is, above all the awesome stuff that we don't get anyway, I still wish you love. Oh my gosh. Capital OMG, three exclamation points, two snaps and a circle. That's how cool this one is. It's still just number three on my list. That's what I'm talking about. If you made the best love song, your favorite love song, be about you, what could you do? What, that, what would that mean in your life? I think it means you would absolutely thrive in the transition. I think you would crush anything you set your mind to because most of us don't have this kind of love, this kind of support this kind of good intentions, this kind of understanding, this kind of appreciation. With that being said, you deserve to have that for yourself. It doesn't have to be given to you. You just have to take it for yourself. It's my story. I'm sticking to it. Stay in there with us, folks. We're moving on to number two. I'm not going to throw in a cheesy commercial break here. I've got to get you to number one, right? After those three... Brian Adams, Harry Connick Jr., and Dolly Parton, I'm about to hit you with the good stuff. Number two in my top five list of if this song were about you from you, you'd kill your transition. Number two, Cause I Love You by Lenny Williams. Now, some of you may have just paused like, I have no clue what the song is, who this is, what is Will talking about with this one. Look it up. Stream it, Google it, look at the lyrics, go to Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you choose to listen to music. For some of you old school heads, go to the vinyl 
I know you've got this on vinyl. Pull it out. Listen to it. Look it up on YouTube. 90s Babies. Look it up on your daddy's CDs. What, whatever the case may be, you need to hear this song. I've got to give this a, a little preface before I read the lyrics to you because the lyrics won't make a lot of sense, right? Because there's some repeated letters, a bunch of sounds, some grunting. Lenny just gives his self to this song. He puts it all on the table, on the stage, the studio, wherever it was recorded. It's just raw with emotion. It's raw with passion. My assertion, it is raw with truth. Because, again, we're coming from the context that if you loved yourself as much as Lenny's talking about in the song, there's nothing you could do or nothing you couldn't do is really what I say. If you did what Lenny's talked about in the song, there is zero that you could not do. All right, here we go. Number two, because I love you, Lenny Williams. Girl, you know I, 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 I love you no matter what you do, and I hope you understand me. Every word I say is true because I love you. Baby, I'm thinking of you, trying to be more of a man for you, and I don't have much of riches but we going to see it through because I love you. And now Lenny just gets all emotional. And he's got a bunch of oh, 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 oh's. And I can't sing, so I'm, I'm not going to try and do that. But he comes back to say, some men need lots of women for their passions to fill. But I want only you, girl. If it's in, if it's in, if it's in God's will, because I, because I, love you. And again, now Lenny starts repeating stuff. I I love you, baby, with all my heart and soul. Oh, 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 oh. And he goes on with the O's. There's like 17 O's here. And he gets to this point where he has a conversation. He's reminiscing. And I'm paraphrasing now uh, because, again, it's hard to read. This is a song that you have to listen to. Whatever you need to do to listen to this song. Number two, Cause I Love You by Lenny Williams. Listen to it. Look it up right now. I'm Pause this podcast. Come back to it after you listen to Lenny Williams' song. And things will make much more sense. Then we'll pick up and continue. Do what you need to do. What I, again, just love, love, love about this song, what most people love about it is his passion. His just raw emotion. Man, if Lenny Williams, if you, again, haven't heard the song, do what you need to do. All the feels, all the feels are in the song. All those things that you feel when you're full of self-doubt, when you're ready to betray yourself, when you're ready to skip out on your commitments. Think of Lenny and how much you mean to you. I guarantee you won't let yourself down. You won't skip out on those goals. You hear this song and you know that this ish is real. And I said ish, I-S-H. I didn't say the other word. We run a clean, respectable podcast here. But Lenny just brings out that passion all with this new context that I want you to have of this being to you from you. Your favorite love song being about self-love and how you take care of yourself. I, I, I don't know if I have any more words. I'm going to pull them together because I'm going to get through this podcast. That was number two. Now I'm going to hit you. I'm, I'm going to just pop you in the face with the number one song that if it were about you from you and you had this much self-love, you would thrive in the transition. Number one, Through the Fire by Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan in the house. This song right here, ladies and gentlemen, this song, just powerful by itself, emotional by itself, in the context of it being about someone else, to someone else, for someone else. Now we're flipping the script. When it's about you, from you, for you, in support of you, whole new meaning. Whole new meaning. Listen to these. 
I look in your eyes and I can see we've loved so dangerously. You're not trusting your heart to anyone. You tell me you're going to play it smart. We're through before we start, but I believe that we've only just begun. When it's this good, there's no saying no. I want you so I'm ready to go through the fire to the limit to the wall for a chance to be with you. I'd gladly risk it all through the fire, through whatever come what may for a chance at loving you. I would take it all the way right down to the wire, even through the fire. You just get chills. I, I just got chills. Thinking, if this were about me from me, I'm going to record 17 podcasts tonight. I'm going to be number one on everybody's playlist, more downloads than your favorite seven podcasters. That's what this means to me when I think about what if it were for me. What's it mean if it were about you? Right? There's so much. In the song, and I, I'm not even going to try and read the rest of the lyrics. I'll let you do it yourself. They're just that amazing, right? It talks about taking risks, talk about acknowledging limits, talks about knowing yourself, all these great things that we deal with that are so powerful, that stop us, that prevent us from moving forward, we too readily accept them. Shaka's not letting you do that. Right. I look into your eyes. Can you honestly look in the mirror and say, you know what? Hey, self, today I'm going to let me down. Most people can't do that, even jokingly. Shock is acknowledging that if you look yourself in the eyes, you're going to see that that love is so dangerous. Meaning my translation, if you do love yourself that much, it is dangerous for the rest of the world because you're a person that can't be stopped at that point. She also acknowledges that what could stop you is that you don't trust your heart to anyone. Key word, anyone, not even yourself. So what if you did? That's that danger again that she alluded to earlier. You tell me you're going to play it smart. Oh my gosh, how many people in times of change, in times of transition, job hunting, relationship hunting, starting over, whatever you call it. Well, I'm just going to play it smart. I'm going to go for the sure thing. I'm going to make sure I do it right this time. It's not about playing it smart if you're not true to yourself. If you do that, we're through before we start. But I believe that we've only just begun. What? did You heard that, right? I didn't stutter. There weren't ums and uhs. You tell me you're going to play it smart. We're through before we start, but I believe we've only just begun. How many folks have ever said, I'm done, that's it, I give up, can't do it anymore? You're done before you even started. You've only just begun. It's not about playing it smart. It's about loving yourself enough to go through the fire, to the limit, to the wall, for a chance to be with you, risk it all. If you can embrace all of you, if you could be a thousand percent your whole self, what would you do? What difference would that make in your life, the lives of everyone that you encounter, the folks that you talk to? My contention, my assertion, my belief, we know what that's like because we've experienced those people, those people that come into a room and you don't know why you're looking at them or why they have your attention, but they do. It's because they've gone through the fire. They've had that conversation with themselves. They've, they've looked themselves in the mirror. They've been to the wall. Come whatever, come what may, they took that chance and they love themselves. That's what you're seeing. That's what's reflected. That's what you feel when those people enter the room. Now let's take it a step further. Yet know even more because you've had conversations with these people. Conversations where you think you have your stuff together and you leave, you're like, I want what they have. How'd they do that? Those are your mentors. Those are your sponsors. Those are your consultants. Those are your coaches. Those are your folks of counsel. Because they love themselves so much 
They'd gladly risk it all. Right down to the wire, even through the fire. That's that power. That's how you blow your transition out of the water. If you love yourself this much, the way that Shaka Khan talks about, is there any question that this was my number one here? Just completely, completely, completely amazing. I'm even going to use a term that I don't use because it sounds stupid, but I think in this context, talking about Shaka Khan, I don't think it's you're going to call me out on it at all. Life would be amazeballs. Yeah, I said it, amazeballs. I'm kind of regretting it now, but it's already done. It would be so amazing to have this much power, this much self-confidence, this much insight into yourself, this much support, knowing that even through the fire, you could do anything. Knowing that even through the fire, you were going to be okay. Whatever come what may, whatever come what may, you can handle it. You can do it. That's what I wish for you. That's what I want you to have. That's what I hope that I instill with this podcast and upcoming episodes of this podcast. That kind of self-love, that kind of respect for yourself, that kind of forgiveness for yourself, where there's not even a question if you can do it. Because that's what stops us. I don't know if I can do it. This is hard. I've not done it before. It doesn't matter. Because you love yourself. All right, that was my top five songs that if they were to you, about you, from you, you would kill the transition that you're in. Now you may be thinking, okay, well, I, I get it. Those, those were some really good songs. I like them. I've heard of them. I haven't. I'll look them up. Yeah, I hope all that happens. What's the takeaway here? So what? What's the summary? Here it is. This thing is all about having more in common than indifference. This is all about highlighting those charismatic, slightly enigmatic folks that seem to go happily into a transition, about those folks that thrive in the transition. So I shared these five songs with you. So what? Hopefully that's not your question. I, I tried to answer that throughout. But here's the summary. From Brian Adams, number five, you have to love yourself. Answer the questions about what's in it for you. You have a vested interest in your success, in your future, in what makes you happy. We get that from Brian Adams. Because everything you do, it should be for you. If not, why are you doing it? So that's number five. Number four, you have to know yourself and listen to yourself. You have to trust yourself. That's what we get from Harry Connick Jr. We're in love. Trust yourself. Number three, you have to have the best intentions for yourself. Even when you fail, even when you screw up, even when you don't reach a goal. Have the best intentions for yourself and your work. That's what we got from Dolly Parton. I will always love you. No wavering there. I will always love you. Number two, my boy, Lenny Williams. Whew. I haven't even gotten to the point here, and I had to take a breather. Number two, be passionate. Be authentic. Acknowledge the pain. Lenny Williams, because I love you. If you love yourself, there, there's going to be trials. There's going to be tribulations. There's going to be pain. Thriving in the transition is not about avoiding the pain or or being immune to the pain, it's in spite of the pain continuing to move forward because you know you're going to a better place. So be passionate with that. Be authentic with it. Then number one, from Shaka Khan, Through the Fire, it says it all in the lyrics, to the limit, to the wall. It's not all rainbows and unicorns, but on the other side is success. On the other side is forgiveness. On the other side is love, love of self. That's what is available when you apply Shaka Khan's through the fire 
to yourself. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I hope you get that. I hope you had fun with that. We're in the home stretch here. I do want to acknowledge that anytime we deal with music or favorite songs or even top whatever list, it invites division. But I want the key takeaway to be that if you treated yourself like the object of your favorite love song, no matter what it is, you equip yourself with massive amounts of self-love. You position yourself to thrive in the transition and you inspire those around you to get what you have. Self-respect, self-love, patience, forgiveness, perseverance, and kindness. For the record, and I've, I've got to throw this out because for me, five love songs is, is limiting. Al Green's Love and Happiness was a contender for this top five. He was edged out by Brian Adams. Ah, oh, crap. I can't believe I just said that. Al Green was edged out by Brian Adams. <laughs> but it's clearly about context. And in this case, Brian did edge out Al. Yeah, I said it. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Other notable mentions, just to show some possibilities. Right now, I know you're thinking of a song. You have to be. You're not human if you're not. More than words, extreme. I don't even like them. However, if you loved yourself more than words, wow. Is this love, White Snake? I need love, LL Cool J. I sit alone in my room and sometimes I... You know how it goes. Uh, now that we found love, Heavy D and the boys. If you find love, what do you do with it? Don't keep it to yourself. Put it out there. So, so many great love songs. So much great possibilities. So many beautiful, beautiful things. And my wish for you is to take some of that for yourself and to use your favorite love song as inspiration, as motivation, as support. That brings us to the end of Thriving in the Transition episode number four i think we can officially call us a thing now right you, you good with that we're a thing I'm, I'm gonna go for it thanks for joining thanks for allowing me the opportunity to be myself if you're getting something from this from this podcast if you're getting something give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts subscribe to us and let us know what you think and you can subscribe to us wherever you list a great podcast. Just search for Thriving in the Transition. Follow me on Twitter, on Facebook, at Logic Consulting. Check Instagram. This whole episode came from an Instagram post. You can follow me there at Logic Coach. That's L-O-G-I-Q underscore coach. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel. I take video clips of me recording this. Uh, put them out there on YouTube so you can see what's what check that out also subscribe to us there of course there's a website i'd be remiss if i didn't give you that url www.thrivingintheTransition.com, all one word lastly if you're interested in supporting this podcast and our intention and where we're going to help us grow send me an email send me a tweet and i am getting the dms whatever works for you You'll find a sponsorship button on my homepage at Anchor FM, www.anchor.fm backslash T-I-T-T for thriving in the transition. Again, look for that support button. Above all this, don't keep us a secret. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers. That bumper sticker that I talked about last week is still valid. If you've got some ideas, let, let's talk. Let's partner up on some stuff. If you're getting something from this, tell others, please. Until the next episode, cheers, folks. Have a great day.